Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. You know, sometimes these shows just seem like deja vu, you know. I've they, been here they before. They certainly do. Uh, a lot of things happen, you know, that uh, President Trump and the Engron case in New York, you know, with Letitia James, uh, I guess they did the closing arguments yesterday, and uh, President Trump came out and he did his uh, summation of it uh, to the to the press uh, so he could have all the time in the world. But in court, they he wanted to do the closing argument, and at first the judge said okay, and then the judge said, uh, well, no, you can't do it. So yeah. in court yesterday, he asked again, the lawyer did, can he— can he say something? The judge said, I'll give you five minutes, five minutes to, to President Trump. So President Trump got up to do his five minutes. After a minute, the judge interrupted him and said to Trump's attorney, control your client, uh, Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so, whoever the attorney was. And uh, he, he stifled him. This guy, Engeron, has done everything uh, wrong, Bill. He has... You know, I don't know whether you're well, aware. He was told by the appellate court above him that there's no case here. It's already yeah. there's already been a ruling above his court that they really shouldn't be doing this case because there's no here here. You know, and uh, he's still doing it. Yeah, but you know, the outcome is is uh, what what happens with it is uh, what the media will 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 convey. And now it's going to have to be all unraveled uh, from the mess that they created. Uh, he had an agenda and objective going in, which you can't hear from Trump. You know, you know, it's not that uh, we can't handle the truth. Engeron and his little cronies can't handle the truth, so they got to stick to their narrative and their predetermined outcome. That's and true. Hence, and Bill, that's what you got? What you just said is so true. It's predetermined. I would be amazed. Now, Trump came out during his press conference after the the um, hearing yesterday, after the closing arguments. Mm -hmm. He came out and did a press conference, and he said, well, you know, it could be a positive outcome. I mean, he, he I, I thought that was kind of interesting because he knows that the judge is watching this. You know, he knew the judge was probably watching that press conference. So mm -hmm. um, he did... Sound. He didn't. Say, he didn't come out and say, "I expect to lose this." And he came out and said, "Well, you know, it could be uh, a surprise. We could have a positive outcome from this." I don't think that's the case, and I really don't think he thinks that that's the case. I think. No, but go ahead. You know, he's he's portrayed as a guy that Trump is vicious in the the pictures. You know, the the pictures you see in the left news are all staged, and. I see some of the right news sources now doing the same thing to the left, saying, oh, okay, you want to put a bad picture out there. I got one of you that's really nasty, and thanks to AI, I can make it nastier. You know, this is all Mad Magazine, you know, uh, you know, coming to light here. It's yeah. it's all crap. Well, but either well, way. Well, you know, um, we're going to find out soon. I, I do think he'll be lucky to win any of these cases. Now, the one in Georgia— Maybe in jeopardy because of this Fannie Willis and the affair, and and the you know her giving money to this guy and and uh, misappropriation maybe of funds, that mm. may be a case that is in jeopardy for the opposition, the other side. Uh, but the the Chutkin uh, case down in D.C., uh, she is a former uh, a law associate of Hunter Biden. I mean that that's a a done deal as far as I'm concerned. I'd be amazed that that Trump has any success in the courts. He'll have his success in the appellate system when he goes up higher, maybe as far as the Supreme Court, because we're talking about um, we're talking about presidential immunity. You know that's mm -hmm. a that's a big if the if the Supreme Court doesn't take that argument, then they're in the can. You know. Uh, we're talking about uh, uh, what? Are you, what were the other things? So, what documents? The document case down in in Mar-a-Lago, where he uh, he took some documents supposedly down to Mar-a-Lago and without authorization. And he, and President Trump says, "Hey, I did it as President of the United States. I declassified that stuff as President of the United States. That was within okay. my purview." 
Hey, Joe Biden did it as a senator of the United States, which he had no legal bearing or authority to do that, None. but he did it. None. And everybody gives the guy a, a pass? Come on. They, they constantly, but, they, Bill, they constantly give the left a pass. I think I mentioned to you on yesterday's program that uh, when they were talking about immunity uh, in, in that case um, this week, one of the judges was asking President Trump, well, can you send out the Navy SEALs uh, to terminate uh, a, a political opponent? I mean, if you have this kind of authority, which was the dumbest question on the planet. But she sounded like a, a, a nutcase. You know, not everybody, friends, who wears judicial robes is a genius. As a matter of fact, many of them are a waste of space. You know, well, they get... I think some of them are in position because they want to dismantle the United States. And if you look at every case that's going against Trump and the, the hate of Trump has been built up by the left mm -hmm. because they didn't expect he was going to win. So they didn't vilify him until he decided, oh, I'm going to run for president. <laughs> Trump running for president. Yeah. They saw the numbers were growing. Oh, uh, we got to do something about this. Well, he urinated on a bed with a hooker, you know, yeah. or whatever, you know. What a they joke. made up the they made up these stories and they didn't think them through, but now we're at this point in history where all these lawsuits are out there and it's the tentacles of an octopus mm -hmm. and each of those tentacles are wrapped around somebody's throat, like you just said, the Supreme Court. If they don't sit there and take the the immunity uh uh, case, they don't, right? You know, and let's just say that we just let Trump, you know, get what the left wants to give him, and they they martyr this guy, and they they yeah. strip him down to his uh, Laurel and Har no, who was it? The comedians uh, Abbott and Costello him down to their underwear, like the IRS took everything, right? Uh, and they leave him that way. Well, then that leaves the Supreme Court vulnerable because. Uh, the left, if they can't stack the deck there, they just as soon get rid of the Supreme Court. So those judges better be thinking well, what, about the, their what, own their own skin. What good is the Supreme Court if they don't do their job? If they if if they're constantly uh, do, saying, "Well, this is out of our purview," or "We're not going to we're not going to look." Sometimes you know it's a one sentence decision. Uh, we we will not be reviewing this case. Period. No, no reason. Just that's it. You know, I lost a lot of faith in them after the 2020 election when 28 states brought uh, a, a question to the Supreme Court about the um, the, I guess, lawfulness of the election. And the Supreme Court said that uh, these 28 states had no standing. Wait a mm -hmm. second. Twenty-eight. The Supreme Court has no standing. Over, over half of the states in the United States that vote in that election were questioning whether or not there was a valid election done, and you're saying that they didn't have any standing? That says to me you're a bunch of weaklings in the Supreme Court. You haven't got the courage to do the right thing. And that that's the problem. We have so much corruption, Bill, in our government. Mm -hmm. Another thing. Right now, go as ahead. we speak, we're 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 less now, and it is less than eleven months until we go to the the election. Right. All right. Probably going to be the most important election in the history of this country, and not just the president, but Congress. You know, senatorial uh, elections, everything. And I would have told you six months ago, oh, the Republicans are looking pretty good going into, you know, this fall in the elections. I have my doubts now that we'll even have hold the Congress before we get into the election, let alone keep it. I have my doubts about the Senate. Yeah. And I already know that there are groups out there, not think tanks, they got groups right. where they're sitting there going, they're already planning about Trump not being in the office, but even if by some hook or crook thing that he runs for the election, they're already printing the ballots. They've already got things ready to run for the steal. They are stacking the deck right now, and they got they've got in runs that you know. Bill, it doesn't going... surprise me. I I think you're probably right on the money. No, I didn't think. I didn't, no, you know, it's, it's out there. Yeah, and I think that they're they're uh, uh, very confident that if they did it then, 
And by the way, I think they interfered in 2022 also. The reason why I say that is because, for example, in the state of Pennsylvania, they sent out like 150,000 mail-in ballots and got 220,000 back. So, uh, you know, it doesn't take a genius to say, oh, wait a second. Uh, the ballots. <laughs> There's something wrong here. You know, we sent out 150,000, got 220,000 back. Come on. Yeah, they, well, they, they put those ballots in rabbit cages, and you know what happens in rabbit cages. That's so, true. So, yeah, they you got some extra ballots back. I, no, this is Bill, the, the other thing this that, is going to be a rigged election. The thing they're talking about right now is they're saying, and they're saying it very openly, that uh, they expect to have violence in the streets between the election and the uh, swearing in of the president, the inauguration. They expect that there'll be a lot of violence in the U.S. And you mentioned something in yesterday's program, which is true, that it's probably going to happen either way, whether he wins or whether he loses. There's probably going to be because the some faction is going to be some faction is going to be upset. The the left right now, you know, you always hear democracy, democracy, and he's a dictator. Well, their their philosophy, and this is not me saying this, it's in the printed news out there. Their philosophy is that in order to preserve democracy, they have to destroy it. Now, that's a very arrogant thing they're saying there because they're saying it's their democracy and it's, you know, my way or the highway. So I'm going to destroy it to rebuild my democracy. Wait a minute. What do you mean your democracy? It is not your democracy. Yeah. It's not a democracy if it's one party as rule. And, you know, even Whoopi Goldberg, with, uh, not, yeah, Whoopi Goldberg um, with The View, having uh, Liz Cheney on there saying, well, you know, Liz's going, we cannot afford to have a Republican Congress. They, they, they have, uh, they're not responsible to do what's necessary. And Whoopi's sitting there going, well, you need to head up that third party because the Republican Party is over. It's, it's got to go away. Okay, so the Republican Party is the bad party. It's nothing to do with the right. But let's get a weak left party out there or, you know, a, a third party out there, and it will still be a two-party system. This happened once before where, you know, the Democrat Party prevailed over the other party until then the Republican Party came along. And remember what, you remember what Whoopi said this week about we'll all be in camps if uh, President Trump gets in. Well, she needs to be in a camp. I'm sorry. What's interesting for me is that people's faith in the country is waning. Yes. That's, the, yes. that's the thing that's yes. pissing me off because, in fact— there's a reason Joe Biden ran the way he did. There's a reason he's running for democracy now, because that's really what's at stake. You worried that it you is. can't pay your bill? Wait till he, the other guy becomes president, and you won't have to worry about it because you'll be in some camp somewhere, because that's his promise. His promise to us is he's going to force people to do his bidding. That's what he said. I'm, I'm going to be good on day one, and I'm going to turn into this other person. So here's the deal. This is all up to you. This is all up to you. We can sit up here till we're green in the face. But this really comes down to the people. What is the country you want? Do you want the country that you kind of thought you had, where we all get to say what we think, and we don't have to be afraid of being American? And believing that, yeah, there will be people who come in and some will get in quick and some will take a different route. But they're coming here for a reason because they're living in a place that's not good for their families. If you're OK with that, you understand that, then fight for us to find a better way to make immigration work. Fight for that. Don't fight for keeping everybody out because then we all have to leave. Can we all did she say fight? Uh, that, that, that was another thing. Yeah, that she I did say heard. fight. Yeah, that, that, that is, she's inciting a riot there. Number one, she said she knows she actually understands. See, she said Biden ran the way he ran. Well, that tells me that she understands that he cheated. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, she goes, do you kind of want the America that, or do you want the America, the America that you kind of thought, you kind had. of thought yeah. that we, you had, which means it has been a polluted, corrupted system, and it's even more polluted and corrupted, but we'll let you kind of believe that you got what you want if you keep Joe. Otherwise, you know, they're saying that 
Trump's going to take everything away. No, he wants to put it back on its rightful plane, not a kind of what you think you thought you had, but you really don't. You think you thought you had. That's the Democrat motto. And that is not what we're about. But, you know, now let's talk about this immigration. Let's make it work. I was sitting there eating lunch today, and I, you know, I just had soup, actually, uh, I, was, I said today, but yesterday, I was eating lunch yesterday. And, you know, I had my soup, my tomato soup, and I put crackers in it. Now, I just bought this at the store. Mm-hmm. I looked at the expiration date because the crackers tasted stale. And I'm sitting there going, ah, these are, I just, the, you know, it's way until the end of the year. I'm going, oh, they're good crackers. So what's the deal? And I'm sitting there going, well, number one, I, I, I knew the, the, the story of the food chain supply and the warehouse is going. Right. But I'm sitting here going, we're bringing all these people in, and we talk about our breadbasket and our, our food and uh, how, how much people, you know, how many people we can sustain. Right. Can we feed everybody that we're going to bring in? Oh, no. Can we clothe everybody? Can we bathe everybody? Uh, can we, you know, can we finance everybody? Or is this the backbreaker? Well, I mean, you know, I, I saw an interview, for example, uh, today, as a matter of fact, where uh, I, I think it was uh, James O'Keefe, uh, former, uh, you know, the guy who does the investigative stuff. And mm-hmm. um, he said to an illegal at the border, the, the illegal, I think, was leaning against the wall of all things. And uh, he said, do you plan on voting now that you're in this country? And he goes, see. Yes. Uh, who are you voting for? Uh, for Biden. You're voting for Biden? Well, he, he did more for us. And I was thinking, this is w- where the whole thing is going. It's, it's all about the votes. The left realizes they can't sustain themselves with real American citizens. They've got to, they've got to replace the votes that they're losing with illegals, and we talked about this yesterday too. You know, they're giving, for example, in Massachusetts, they're giving licenses to illegals, and they don't even have cars. Okay, yeah. they're doing it for one reason, so they can go into the to the voting booth, and they can they can vote. And and well, what happens? Go ahead. What happens if you bring an army of people in, and oh, he did the most for us. Yeah, we're here, you know, and they're here. And now they're going, well, we really don't like what you want to do. We don't like anything about you. So instead of, you know, taking what Joe Biden and the Democrats give them, they go, we're here. And now we want more. We want, we want, more. We want your job. We want to take you out. Well, you know, the other thing so, I was thinking. Well, in other words, I would be guarding my butt if well, I were a Democrat well, in office because they might be coming after you next. Well, let me tell you about it. another thing that I was thinking about. And I was thinking that, God forbid, we've, we know as a fact that we have criminals in this country from, this, from Latin America. We know that we've let in murderers and traffickers and drug dealers. We've let them in. President Trump comes out and he says this, for example, this week. It's not sustainable for our country. We have millions and millions of people here. It is not sustainable. Did you see in New York City with it getting the regular students out and they're putting migrants in their place? We are going to have the largest deportation effort in the history of our country. We're bringing everybody back to where they came from. We have no choice. We have no choice. Okay, so that's what he says, right? We, we're going to deport everybody. But you have to understand that this, those 12 million illegals who are in this country, there are a lot of people who are going to say, you're not deporting me. I'm here. No, I'm here now. I'm yeah. staying. And I got my gun that I got illegally or whatever. These, they, yeah. They're not going to go quietly and peacefully. A lot no, of these people not, are going to. They were invited, and so you know what? And then there will be some stupid lawyer who said, "Well, we got to. They have rights now. Uh, it'll be tied up in our stupid legal system." Yeah, you know. I don't the think only people that can. I think you know that you you talked about that pen that that the president has and those mm-hmm. uh, executive orders they can put together. Oh yeah, yesterday. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that he's going to. 
uh, sit down at his desk and write a, an executive order. And that executive order is going to say effective immediately. And there'll be every stipulation you can imagine. And it'll be out the door as fast as you can. And they can get some lawyer to try to block it. But I think that I think that he'll supersede it with executive orders. Yeah, I mean, he'll th- supersede it. And then the only way that you can take it out is we win the election. Trump gets in and then he can executive order his stuff away. But the problem is mm-hmm. if they do that and all those people become legal citizens at that point in time, they can vote if they give them the right to vote and they go, well, Biden did the most for us. And he does win by the popular and electoral vote because of that, then we could never go in to undo the job. I don't know if you saw this bill uh, yesterday. An oil tanker was seized by Iran and uh, mm-hmm. completely filled with Iraqi crude oil. And it's uh, it's been captured and and I guess uh, we, we brought out, by the way, our spokesperson from the State Department came out. He was a young guy. God bless him. He looked like he just graduated from high school. He looked about as powerful and as forceful and as demanding as the, uh, the kid who used to do the uh, AV in your, in your high school. You know, he had the, the, the heavy spectacles and the wide-eyed, and he had no voice at all. And we're very upset with uh, what Iran has done. Honest to God, friends, I said to my wife, you know, if I were the president or the secretary of state, I would say, look it. Whenever we're talking about something that requires a look of strength, we're going to find the person in our State Department, and there are thousands of people. We're going to find the guy who looks like John Wayne. We're going to find the guy that looks like Sylvester Stallone. We're going to get somebody who looks like they have some substance behind them. Some moxie behind them. Yeah, and they're going to come out and they're going to say, look it, we don't like it, and we want it fixed. And if you don't fix Mm -hmm. it, you're in trouble. This guy came out, so help me God, friends. I'm looking at this thing. I'm thinking, we're doomed. We are doomed. Yeah. This is the spokesman for our State Department. He looks like he's. He looked like he was going to melt. Okay, it it was uh, it was scary stuff. Uh, but this is where the Biden administration is. This is it, it, uh-huh. just just look around at all the people they've hired. They hire people in red dresses and high heels. They they hire a guy who was a well, guy they accessorize. In, that's how they got the job. They hire Rachel Levine, who was uh, you know he was a guy until about five years ago, and then oh, I think I feel like a woman. Uh, I think I'll dress like one too. So and all of a sudden he's Rachel as opposed to Richard. Um, you know this is where the Biden administration has taken our government. I think we talked about this yesterday, our military uh, recruitment of whites in the military is down by half since, uh, what, 2018, 2009? Maybe, no, maybe it's two years, two years. Well, there's a lot of things 2020. going on. I mean, there's a lot of things going on with uh, the white population. I mean, you know, uh, look, I know discrimination has gone on, and uh, Joe Biden who is a racist, by the way, and go back and look at your history. He is. Oh. So it's really odd that he is sitting there doing what he's doing, trying to put on the face of oh. equality and diversity. Mr. Civil, Civil Rights. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Civil Rights, yeah, that goes to uh, the funeral of a guy that was a KKKer, you know? Yeah, like, Robert Byrd, Senator yeah, Byrd. He was dear a, friends. He was a, uh, he was a, what were they called? Grand Wizard. Grand Wizard Grand or something. Wizard. Yeah, Grand Wizard or something like that. Yes, he was a, he was a uh, high muckety muck in the Ku Klux Klan. And, uh, he, you know, I don't think he ever really changed his stripes. But, but he was in, in the Senate for like decades. Robert Byrd was. He, from, he was from, West Virginia, you know. and uh, I think even Hillary Clinton went to his funeral. You know, they no, they, they can sit there and say Joe has changed, but any good attorney will tell you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the old story: once a cheater, always a cheater; once a liar, always a liar; once a racist, always a racist. You know, it's and and I don't say that you know willy nilly. I mean, I, I say that with. You know, you know, very heavy heart because uh, people that, you know, you may try to correct, correct it, but you know, if that's your makeup, that is your makeup. 
you've got to learn to adjust, but he hasn't learned. He wears it as a badge of honor, and he's playing. He is playing a role. He doesn't care. Today, he can be a racist if that's the thing to do. And then tomorrow, he can be a civil rights leader if that's going to get him what he wants. He's a chameleon. Look at every news press conference he's been at. Every single one, he's told a lie. Every he, single he, one, he, there's he, a lie. He, he, well, he, I used to be. But it's worked you know, for him. an astronaut but, once. You know, it's worked for him for 40 years. For 40 years in the Senate, he has lied consistently. He plagiarized. He stole. He lied. And, you know, we talked about this, too. We t- uh, you know, the guy he gets paid like a hundred and fifty, hundred sixty thousand a year, and uh, he walks out of uh, office every year, year in year out, a millionaire. So how does that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it doesn't make any sense. And we None just of accept it. Makes it. Sense. And we just accept it. Speaking of not making any sense, um, oh, by the way, before I forget, and I I should say this, uh, I was also watching where there's a big concern about. Uh, a, a group, Hezbollah group, in our country already, and we can expect an attack internally in our country any time now. Hezbollah, mm-hmm. you know, Hezbollah is over in Lebanon. This is they're right. big supporters of Hamas, and they're expecting that there's a uh, already a regiment of Hezbollah in our country that came across the border. You know, all we heard for weeks. It was that, oh, a lot of military-aged men are coming in. They're coming in from all over the world, uh, the Middle East, uh, from Haiti, from South America, from China, from the Ukraine. They're, oh, God, they're coming in from everywhere. But the key word, though, was it was they were coming in from the Middle East. Well, why are they coming in from the Middle East? Why? They're coming in from the Middle East well, because they have a plan. They're not coming here for Shambhala, that's for sure. You know, uh, that's a song no. reference. I, I anyway, got that. Thank uh, you. Three, do- way, Three Dog Night, 1970. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of yeah, yes. rhymes. But um, anyway. Uh, but, yeah, they, they are here for a reason. And, you know, and here we are. And see, that's another thing. You know, we know that we are facing uh, some terroristic attacks and attacks on the home front against innocent citizens. And, you know, Hezbollah... You know, they they do cowardly attacks. They they attack the vulnerable, the weak and unsuspecting. So don't think that they're going. I mean, they could hit a major population area, but they could also go to a small town USA where they might be having, uh, I don't know, a, a talent show at a high school in small town USA. But there happens to be two or 300 people in there. Nice target. Uh, and that's what they'll do. Well, and these people won't be able to defend themselves. You know, they're they're here, and when you hear guys like Christopher Ray say he worries about it every night, uh, my next question would have been, "Well, what are you doing about it?" And they didn't ask that because you know, so many people in our in our uh, Congress, uh, they talk a good talk, but they don't uh, walk a good walk. Well, what's in it for them to let this happen to our nation? They are here to, you know, they're. Let's let's be honest. They are they are public servants. We elected them as fish officials on our behalf. They are public servants to us. So what are they doing for us? And but they're see, letting they, this go you, on. You said let's be real, realistic, and I believe that uh, that's technically you're correct. But in reality, these are self-serving, egotistical people who are getting into government to make. Uh, as much as Money. they can make, uh, they're going into it for the fame. Uh, they are not going in there to be the public servant that you okay. and I are being told they're going in to be. Okay, I mean that's my. Opinion. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about real wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because uh, the the value of uh, the pound is going down. You right. know, I mean, if it was not for the United States. And what we were meant to be and what we did, I don't know that we would have the global economic wealth that there is today. And here we are tearing it down. So go ahead. You run for that money because you know what? It's not going to be worth a damn thing when this country falls. You know, or it's uh, going to be uh, worth anything. I hear people saying all the time, uh, have you thought about buying gold? 
I hear it on other podcasts. I hear commercials. Yeah, gold know. is gold. a good way to go. Or but, but silver. Wait, but wait a second. I hear that too, Bill. But the thing is. Where are you going to trade it? Where do you put it? Where do you protect it? Where do you hide it? Where do you, let's say hypothetically, you decide to invest in gold. First of all, it's around $2,000 an ounce right now. It's a, that's a decent chunk of change, you know, $2,000 an ounce. And I think silver is about $25 an ounce. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, so you, let's say you invest in $10,000 worth of gold. You bring it to your house. Okay. What no, do you, you're a target. That's exactly right. You're you're a target. Uh, you know they say, well, we ship it to your house. Who? How do you ship it? Well, we ship it uh, FedEx. Okay, so the FedEx driver knows he dropped off gold at that house. That's one person. You know, I mean, let's say you have it in the house. Where are you going to put it in a safe? Do you have a real good safe? Do you have something maybe in the floor or in uh, in a wall well, somewhere? Well, you have to have someone come in and. Maybe put a safe somewhere securely, but that person now knows you have something that's of importance. Well, you know who else knows you have have that stuff? The the company that sold you the gold. Yeah, and it's on digital record available on a computer. Yeah. So you know, okay, so you can't own gold. Paper money is not a value. Coin money, meh, not so much. Oh, I got a digital currency. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, the computer, the, the internet's down. Right. How do I get to my money? Well, and the other thing is this: with gold, um, you buy it for two thousand. Next week, it may be worth fifteen hundred. Now you've you know, lost a quarter of your uh, your investment. You know there is value out there, and the value is you, my friend. And it's called the oldest thing in the world. And no, I'm not talking about Does prostitution. It start with a B? I guess that would be barter. Yes, yes. barter. barter. Yep. Now, what can you do? For me, where I will give you what you want that I can do for you. And that is a probably, now I just probably uncloaked the biggest. If somebody wants to make money, yeah, you can sit there and put up a barter network of a barter, uh, you know. Bill, I heard that barter. Uh, you, you, people will be uh, uh, rich if they own, for example, uh, vegetable seeds. If you if you happen to have bags of vegetable seeds and the people next door to you have no food, uh, you, all of a sudden you're a rich person. What are you going to give me for my seed? I can get you some seed. How much? I mean, that's the kind of barter that will be of value in the that's future. That's exactly it. Yeah, you know, uh, the other thing is, is um, you know, uh, preserves, freeze-dried food, anything yeah. that we can sit there and sustain life. Um I hate to say survival stuff, but again, barter. Yeah. You know, if you think barter and what, break it down to what are the five or ten most things. Maybe make a list and say, these are the ten things I think that people will need. And you look at that list in the morning and go, no, this is number one. That should be number five. And then at noon, you take a look at that list and you go, that really doesn't need to be on the list. Scratch that off. Let's put this there, and you keep working that list, and you're going to have a list of the stuff that you really, really should have, and you probably would put yourself, it's very old-fashioned, but uh, the where we're going is back to the Stone Age, so you may as well start thinking, you know, the right way. Well, you know, people and say— by the way, property is going to go to hell in a handbasket, too, owning it. Oh, I know. Well, uh, people are saying, you know, well, if I buy gold, you don't have to bring it to your house— you can store it someplace. Well, what good is it if we had a crisis? If you don't have it. Yeah, if you don't have it. Let's say they store it in Texas. Or they store it's it in, in a vault in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Where are you? I'm in Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How are you going to get it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't think about that. Damn it. Exactly. Um, I spent all my life savings on that. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you got to love it. Who would have uh, thought? Uh, so, so the other thing that was mentioned uh, yesterday, which uh, I've had my issues with this guy since he became speaker, uh, is Mike Johnson. Uh, Mike Johnson uh, came in with a great smile and a gr what seemed to be a great attitude, and everyone thought, oh, he's going to turn the system around. And all these conservatives were saying, he's the right man for the job. He's going to... He's going to really carry the baton. No, no. Now they're having second thoughts. You know, the Freedom Caucus, 
That's with uh, Matt Gates and the other people who were responsible of uh, getting rid of uh, vacating the seat for Kevin McCarthy and getting rid of him. Well, they're talking about vacating the seat again already and getting rid of Mike Johnson because Mike Johnson put together a terrible deal with uh, Chuck Chuckle Schumer, uh, oh, yeah. the budget deal. I, I mean, it is a joke. He didn't. Well, I said it was one point five, one point five nine trillion. It's actually a little over one point seven trillion. Unbelievable! This guy Johnson, uh, he thinks it's a good deal, and he's gone back to the. And, and I, they were saying, uh, the the congressman I heard say, oh, he, he, if he thinks we're good, I want to back it. He's got a, another thing coming. Um, yesterday on the War Room with Steve Bannon, Marjorie Taylor Greene was on. And uh, she was talking with Steve about about Johnson and the situation in the Congress. Listen to what happened. Congressman Green, uh, you've been, and I'm going to get to all the other stuff you're fighting on, but i got to get back to this, particularly the border. In the conference, why are other members of in the conference so afraid of a government shutdown? Well, they find it embarrassing. The press runs around the Capitol every single day and puts this great threat in front of them. Uh, Republicans, House Republicans will be blamed for a government shutdown when all reality outside of the bubble of Washington, D.C., regular Americans could care less about a shutdown because they view the Capitol, they view this town as the exact uh, complete cause of of all of their woes. This government has put them in $34 trillion in debt. This government has ripped our border wide open. We have a daily invasion that is not going to stop with a with a deal about $60 billion for Ukraine. That is an absolute lie. This town is, has caused all the problems for the American people. They don't care if it shuts down. They don't care if federal employees uh, are not receiving a government-funded, taxpayer-funded paycheck. They want the government to get out of their lives. What we should be doing is we should be going to a limited functioning. We are, this is a corporation on the verge of bankruptcy. I'm a successful business owner, Steve. When you get into trouble like this, when you are bleeding money, when you are losing your value in your customers' eyes, when your customers are ready to just say, screw you, I want nothing to do with you anymore, and that is where we are right now in U.S. history, you shrink down to a limited level. We can keep our air traffic controllers going. We can keep our border patrol going. We can keep very limited parts of the okay. government going. But let me tell you something. Yeah. We don't have to fund all of this this garbage. Okay, this is what I want to talk about because there is an alternative. And that is right. you, you pass, you, you do your appropriations bills, you get finished. With yeah, DOD, we finish DOD, our DOD, job. The most fundamental, so they can't sit there and say you're putting people in That's jeopardy. Right. The rest of it, Biden's regime basically shuts itself down. No, if I'm Speaker of the House, I finish the job in the House. I pass the appropriation bills. And then I tell Chuck Schumer in the Senate, it's your job now, buddy. You do your work. And then we'll talk. But right now, Mike Johnson is getting rolled in meeting after meeting after meeting. When he's when he is talking to Jake Sullivan and Chuck Schumer every day and impressed with these Four Corners meetings, but he's not talking to me and other important members in our Republican conference at all about any of the negotiations and any of the plans and exactly what we want to see done, he's failing on the job. But the biggest red flag for me, Steve, right now that has me livid is this deal with Ukraine. This is a losing war. It is a losing issue. The American people do not support it. Our border security is not a negotiating tool for the Ukraine war that the Pentagon loves and Joe Biden loves and the Democrats love and that these rhino neocon Republicans and Nikki Haley is frothing at the mouth over because her donors support it. No, 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 no. Mike Johnson should not be going in there with Chuck Schumer and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to make this deal where 5,000 illegal aliens, not migrants, cross the border every damn day so you can get $60 billion over to Zelensky, the most corrupt president in the world right now, because Ukraine is not the 51st state. Every day, Mike Johnson gets closer and closer to this deal, brings me closer and closer 
to vacating the chair because I have absolutely had it. Now, everybody knows, and we don't need to go there, you were a big supporter of McCarthy, uh, but you went along with this. You, you said originally last week, hey, we don't need to vacate the chair. We don't need to do this. It's just more chaos. Let's just p power through. In the last 48 hours, you've changed your opinion dramatically. In fact, you were one of the 13, I think, that blocked the rule yesterday, which was really the throwdown to say, dude, if it's not going to be serious, nothing's going to get done. Essentially, Gates and company seized the floor. What has changed your mind from saying, hey, I supported McCarthy, but let's go with this guy if that's what it's going to be. We don't want any more chaos. We don't want the media on us to saying, no, you either get this stuff done now, grow a backbone, or you're out. That's right. I started this, I started this Congress in full faith, really wanting to work and get something accomplished. Because that's my background, Steve. I come from the business world, where you work with everybody for the goal. That is, customer is king, and you serve your customer. And you run a good business, you run it right, you take care of your employees, and you make a profit, not a loss. So that's how I started this Congress. Now I supported Mike Johnson, but this thing is steamrolling downhill faster than I could ever imagine. What do you mean? No, by that? it wasn't the mean, last 48 hours. It's the past past 12 hours. 12 hours. Past 12 hours has shocked me. It's it's no communication, completely blaming everything else, not, you know, going in and he's making deals. You know, I was on the NDAA conference committee and I never got to participate in any of the policy discussion, which was when extremely he, he important. Over, he rolled over yeah, and gave because Mike Johnson went into the four corners and made the deal. And so I didn't get to do my job. Others like me didn't get to do it. None is, of us is, got to participate. Is it his staff he's got, his lack of background, is he just not a fighter? Why are we in this situation? Look, with this Mike guy? Johnson is a nice guy. He's a good guy. But that doesn't mean that he's good at negotiating. That doesn't mean that he's able to walk in and read the room. But he's got tons of people like you that he could reach out to and have a formidable team. You, you've got some killers up there. Right. I get, why an, are they, I, why I get are, an occasional text message, and that's not going to work. But, and it's not working because look at the results. He is losing the faith and the support of conservatives across America so fast, and he's lost many of them already. I mean, look at what is happening. One-year CR? Are you kidding me? That is an absolute embarrassment. That is a joke. We don't need to be doing you say that. If we have to fall back to that, then it's a technically a loss anyway. I don't care if you cut in $73 billion. Just the concept, you would go back to a CR, which it's we swore absolutely. and pledged we would never do. Yeah, we all go home for Christmas. We all go home and, and spend all this time at home, and, and yet we can't pass five remaining appropriation bills. Let me five go, remaining I want to go back bills. to the conference. This is the key point. Your constituents, mm -hmm. if you go, if we got them on today in a town hall, they are 100% in back of you saying, hey, if you can't pass these things and get a real budget with cuts and secure the border, shut it down. Correct? Absolutely. No question. My constituents right now, this is, this is where they are. These are hardworking people. These are people that have tremendous faith in God. Many, most of them Christians. These are people that have worked all their lives in whatever capacity their job is. These are people suffering under Biden's inflation. These are, these are people, veterans that fought in, you know, the Vietnam War, maybe the Korean war some of them world war ii still these people their hearts are bleeding over our government serving every other country in the world but the american people last these are people who have watched their jobs flee overseas for decades now which which is so important to me it's so important it's the first chapter in the book i wrote steve as our jobs going overseas these are people that do not want to see our government continue to fail them and they don't want to see our republican speaker of the house going in there buddy buddy with chuck schumer helping joe biden pass his agenda faster faster than nancy pelosi did and that is literally what is happening and my constituents are sick and tired of it they want accountability that's why when hunter biden ran out of the room as soon as i started speaking why did he run out when you took the mic because he's terrified of what i had to say and what was that going to be that was going to be directly about the man act violations human sex trafficking the unbelievable oh, amount of prepared, evidence prepared, that we have you're prepared to go then you've sat here six months ago eight months ago said you went to treasury you saw the file the file on the human sex trafficking right. is that thick and it's all documented by wire transfers you were going to do and they knew you were going to do this is that why they ran they he he knew and i tell you what when i brought it up every democrat 
on the oversight committee lost their minds. They start screaming, revenge porn, and she's showing porn. No, I'm not. They're blurred out. I'm actually showing images that Hunter Biden made himself and uploaded to porn sites with prostitutes that he paid and flew across state lines. Boy, she's amazing. What a, what a fireball. That's um, Marjorie Taylor Greene with Steve Bannon. Uh, and she is really ticked off at Mike Johnson. You know, Bill, I saw Mike Johnson. You probably saw the same picture. He's in a circular stairwell at the Capitol with Paul Ryan in a deep private conversation. What the heck would he have to say to Paul Ryan about anything? Paul Ryan is a big rhino, a big anti-Trumper, uh, somebody who who's dedicated to the removal of Trump from the political landscape. And why would he be having this conversation? Because this guy, Johnson, keeps telling everybody he's a real conservative and a supporter of Trump. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, Johnson is being persuaded over. And, you know, Ryan still has kind of the face of, hey, the nice guy. Mm. I'm not a I'm not a, a divider. I'm a uniter and we need to work together. Yeah, we need to work together, but not together to where uh, we are a one-party system. In other words, uh, the Democrats want Republicans that sit there and agree with them on everything. No, you can't agree on everything. There's a reason for a two-party system. Yeah, And you have to be able to sit down and go, well, you know, we're not going to agree on everything, but let's see if we can find some common ground. And it's not in, you know, but the see. We have a system that allows, you know, all these pork trains, you know, like, well, you know, you want this through. I'm going to add all this pork to it. So to get what you want, you got to do this. Forget about that crap. Let's when when a bill goes out there, that's all we talk about. That's we true. Forget about you. They, they want pork. to uh, it's called what they like in Congress is something called an omnibus bill. And an omnibus bill is would be like it would be like the budget. But in the budget would be every pork uh, idea that congressmen have from all over the place about everything. You want to have a a, a post office named after you and uh, your hometown. You stick it in the omnibus bill. You know, you, you mm-hmm. stick it in the and, and what a lot of people are saying is no more of that. Stop it. That has got to end. If you have the if you have a bill about the budget, it's about the budget. And by the way, I wanted to see this bill. We're we're having this real deep uh, fight uh, with the budget. And this came out uh, yesterday. A recent Pentagon report has brought to light that over $1 billion, that's with a B, $1 billion in military aid sent to the Ukraine by the United States has not been properly accounted for. They lost it. They lost it. You know, you heard Marjorie Taylor Greene say, that Zelensky is one of the most corrupt uh, leaders of any nation in the world. You know, she's well, not saying I that. Because, you, go ahead. They didn't lose it. They know where it is, but it's easier. Oh. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was here just this morning. It's gone. Let's go figure. They didn't lose it. Well, didn't, didn't we do is. a report about a year ago where they said that a lot of the money circles back to politicians in this country? A lot uh, yeah, of the money I mean, circles uh, back. I mean, I'm not saying all of it did, but, you know, maybe the deal is we'll send you $10 billion, you, know, you lose a billion, and uh, that lost billion well, somehow look at gets... that uh, crypto fiasco that, uh, back around 2022. Whatever happened to, to him? Were... Sam Bankman-Fried. All of a sudden... Not a damn thing. I think... He, I think Is he still in jail? I don't know. Uh, I think he had some court thing going on, but, you know, they're they're really... They're really mums on that. They'll, they'll have some kind of little slap on the wrist thing for them. But a lot of the money it was going, well, not a lot of it. Uh, lion's Billions, share of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, went to, oh, my goodness, Democratic campaigns. Democratic campaigns. Did I say Democratic campaigns? Yes, I meant to say Democratic pa- campaigns. Yeah. That, that should tell you something. Come on. Uh, you know, and, and I'm not a Republican guy sitting here going, well, I'm going to pick on the Democrat. But if the shoe fits, Weird. you know, yeah. that's the way it is. Yeah, you wear the shoe. I mean, when when you got a bad Republican, and Liz Cheney is a bad Republican, there's a lawsuit now that's out there on the January 6th committee and her about all the lies and deceptions and the targeted fake news that they use to do it. So, you know, we're sitting there. 
talking about the insurrection and all these people that have gone to jail without any anything said that, well, here's here's the proof of what you did. No, we tracked your phone. You were there. I'm sorry. You're guilty. You got 20 years. Yeah. 20 years. You know, and, I mean, we're in, but it's an insurrection, and they want to sit there. Trump has never been charged with insurrection. He has not been found guilty. He was impeached twice, yes, and found innocent on both times. So it was just sitting there. The Democrats doing whatever they can. It is and- so easy for a Democrat, though, to uh, to throw out false facts. For example, Jayapal, uh a couple of days ago, when she said that uh, Trump was found guilty of 91 charges. No, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't found guilty of 91 charges. But she threw it out there like it was a fact. Because that's Say how they enough, work. It becomes, you tell a lie enough, it becomes the truth. Yes, exactly. You know, you know and, and, it's got to be good to be a Democrat because they, there's no accountability. I, well, they asked uh, a, that judge who asked the question about, about uh, whether it was okay to, to kill a political you know, uh, adversary, uh, if you're the president with a SEAL team, uh, he was asked, well, or she was asked, well, uh, if the same situation uh, affected, for example, President Obama, would he get immunity? And she said, well, we'd have to consider giving him immunity. Why is it okay to be going after President Trump about immunity, but it's not okay to go after President Obama? Why do you give him automatic deference. Oh, he gets immunity. With President Trump, he doesn't. We have two systems in our country, where the, and you got to just step back and look around. It's there. You wouldn't mm-hmm. see. Why, Why, for example, isn't Hillary Clinton in jail right now? You saw that uh, you had Mueller. Was it Mueller that came out? No, Comey came out. Comey came out at a press conference and said, uh, what she did was terrible. What she did is wrong. We think what she did was a crime, but we're not going to charge her. That's what he. That's what uh, Comey said, and mm-hmm. uh, you know that was when she destroyed the uh, all those thirty three thousand emails. If Trump mm-hmm. had destroyed thirty three thousand emails with uh, a bit bleach and all these different uh, software programs and a hammer and uh, the hard drives, he'd be in jail already. But for Hillary, it was glossed over. No big thing. How about uh, Eric Holder? Eric Holder was found in contempt of Congress. He was found in contempt. He was found guilty. Contempt of Congress. And you know what they did to Eric Holder? Absolutely nothing. Zero. Hmm. How about this guy, Ray Epps, just this week? Ray Epps. He was inciting people, and we have it on audio. We have it on video. But we have it on audio where he says, I want them to go into the Capitol. Go into the Capitol. That's what he said. He was, in, he was trying to incite a riot. And so what did they do when they judged him? They cut him all the slack in the world. They gave him a $500 fine, a year of unsupervised probation, and maybe some public service. And have a nice day, Mr. Hepps. In the meantime... In the meantime, your average everyday citizen who was there that maybe walked through thinking it was like a tour group going through the, the, the Capitol, they got uh, arrested and they've been in jail for two years. Some of them have been found guilty and sent away for 22 years, some 17 years, but long, long prison terms, serious prison terms. There are murderers. There are murderers who don't get the kind of sentences that these people got for participating. No, they're, let out. they're let out. Yes. So, I mean, the, it is unbelievable the double standards in our country right now. I, 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 it, 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 it makes me angry, and I think, when the hell are the American people going to say, no more? That's it. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, they're, they're, how they're getting these people, and it's not that they did anything. It, if you were anywhere near the Capitol during the January 6th, they're using your phone tracking that uh, Google supplied them. Unbelievable. Google, Google supplied them, and Google said, well, you know, we kept that stuff for a while, but now we don't keep it anymore. Yeah, because it might tell on a Democrat, but uh, here is something that's being implied by 
you know, the authorities in the left and a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. But, he, you know, they're going after these people. They don't need a cause. They're just they're going to they're going to make up the cause and give you an effect because they want to lock up, you know, the right because they they don't feel they don't want to talk to us. They don't want to sit there and work with this and come to a compromise and a solution that is for the will of the people. It's a one-party rule system, and if we aren't going to play their game, then they just as soon lock us up and they don't hey, care. You know Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, you know, mm-hmm. they do that yeah. morning Joe program. They're two screaming leftist liberals, anti-Trumpers. But she was talking with somebody. I forgot who it was. Mika was uh, on a show this week, and, and she described uh, supporters of Trump as those evil, evil MAGA people. Those evil MAGA people. I would say, friends, that the most salt of the earth, pro-American, good people out there are MAGA people. No, you won't. See, you don't see MAGA people uh, rioting in the streets and burning down businesses and stealing stuff from a CVS. You don't see MAGA people doing that. They'll say, "Well, they were in, they were involved with the insurrection. That was not an insurrection, friends. An insurrection." They have rocks and sticks and guns, and there's there's it's it's like a mini revolution. I'll give you an example. Over in was it Sri Lanka about a year ago? They uh, stormed the palace in in the presidential uh, uh, home in I think it was Sri Lanka. I could be wrong, but it was it was someplace over in uh, the, in Asia, and um, mm. the president escaped. But they went into his house and they broke windows and they had weapons. And they were going to, if they had found him, he probably would have gotten strung up. Uh, that's an insurrection. That's, that's a coup d'etat, you know. And we didn't have that on January 6th. But the damn, the damn left, but- they tell us every single opportunity. They, they tell you it was a. It was an insurrection. It was the it was the darkest day in the history of our country. They tried to equate that day to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Honest to God, friends, I, I can remember hearing that for the first time going, you got to be kidding. Well, they were floating the insurrection before there was actual, you know, actually an event. I don't want to call it an insurrection because it wasn't an insurrection. It was an event. It was a staged event at that. And... But they they were building the case for it. They had manufactured this, and they were looking for anything that Trump would say. You know, you got to get out there and fight like hell. Well, you know, Schumer had a very similar statement in something that he did yeah. before that. Actually, it was it was far worse because he actually threatened. Physical violence. Oh, he did. Yeah, you'll regret this, Mister Gorsuch. You were, yeah. He he, he was uh, he was really really threatening the Supreme yeah, we're Court coming justice for you. Yeah. Yep. And uh, but that was that's okay because Bill he's he's on the left, and the left has different standards. As uh, Chris Plant down in Washington says, if a, if it weren't for double standards, the left would have no standards at all. And that's and he's a an excellent talk show host. You might see him. He does a show on Newsmax. He does a daily talk show middays on a station in Washington, WMAL. And uh, he is he doesn't pull any punches, but he has these little lines like that, and it's so appropriate. If it wasn't for double mm-hmm. standards, the left would have no standards at all. And and that's how we are in this country. You know, the sad part about it is. I don't see you got to hope that President Trump lives. You got to hope that he stays healthy. Well, there's a statement right there. Yeah. You got to hope that Trump lives because, you know, they've even floated in the news. And yes, they did. We talked about it earlier in the week where I forget the Huffington Post. I remember now. Yeah. They were sitting there saying that Biden could sit there and take him. Fly him away and lock him away in the Huskow somewhere overseas. And assassinate him. and assassinate him, and he would suffer no consequences. Well, they can say that because the Biden administration, you know, they, well, 96% of the news is left-leaning. And now it's been proven that he's um, he's had coaching sessions with all the news people on every story. This happens all the time, weekly, sometimes daily, 
where they're getting out their agenda. Well, that means we're not getting the news. We're getting propaganda. So they're doing that. Fanny, when she did her thing, you know, she was having coaching sessions, yeah. uh, being invited to the White House. Letitia James now, it's been found that before and during the time that she brought out all this stuff, she went to the Biden White House to meet with and talk with and get coached on what to do. That is campaign hey. interference, election interference. It is illegal. What did President Trump say at his press conference yesterday? Everything leads back to Joe Biden. This is yeah. from all of the these all of these cases, all of these trials, all of these attacks come not from Letitia James or, or Fannie Willis or all these other people. They come from the White House. They come from Joe Biden. So what you're saying is it it shouldn't be surprising because they are definitely the instigators behind all of this. The but White now House. they don't mind. They don't mind you knowing it. And you know, like my Democratic friend, I think there was even a thing in the a news piece that I saw yesterday or today, where they sat there and they said, "Well, you know, the left. Anybody that's on the left believes that you got to destroy democracy at any cost, at any circumstances, to sit there and rebuild their democracy." Well, then that's not a that's not a democracy. You're accusing us of dictatorship, but that yeah. is a dictatorship. That is that, that that is third world to begin with. And you know what? Be careful what you do and what you wish for, because when it happens, the very elite they'll say thank you for doing a very good job. Now you're next. You know they're tearing down uh, at every opportunity, uh, President Trump. They're uh, they're assaulting with words uh, all of his supporters, uh, and that's okay. That we're supposed to just lay back and take it. That's what the left thinks. However, every so often you'll hear a left someone on the left say, "Well, uh, if uh, President Trump gets into office, he's going to be a dictator, and he's going to come after all of us and lock us up." You heard Whoopi say it a little while ago. Uh, he's going to lock us all up. And there's, there's an honest fear because they know, many of them, that what they've been doing has been wrong. They know that what they've been doing has been uh, against uh, the Constitution, against what is the American norm. They know it. And, and yet they've done it. And they're afraid, oh, my God, we may actually have someone back in office who brings us to task, if you know what I mean. And, and they don't want that to happen. They're trying to set it up so if that happens, well, the public will be on our side. No. The, I think the public is starting to, to smarten up. I think the American people are realizing just how corrupt this uh, system is. And all these celebrities in Hollywood, you know, we, we saw, we played some clips from uh, Ricky Gervais where he was talking about pedophilia in Hollywood. And there was this nervous laughter in the crowd at the Academy Awards when he was hosting this. And uh, they know uh, that they are evil and corrupt out there. They know it. Uh, and, and they're afraid that they're going to get caught. You know, folks, there are some names in Hollywood. If, uh, if they were brought to light, stars, celebrities, powerful people, if you found out what they were really doing behind closed doors, besides making you sick and disgusted, You'd want justice. There are some real creeps who live under the guise of celebrity and fame that uh, that are out there and uh, doing some nasty things. And maybe the time will come. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out in the not-too-distant future uh, more about these people, and maybe there will be a justice. But uh, anyway, Bill, I just looked at the clock. We did it again. Another show. Really? Yeah, I cannot Seems believe like we it. just started here. You I were mean, talking so much. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, not me, man. It was you, man. <laughs> it was, was all you. you. Nuh-uh. Not it was me. you. Uh-uh. Yeah, it yeah, It was him. Yeah. He did it. Uh, anyway, um, if uh, you want to give us a call, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. And, of course, Jim and Bill at Mel.com. Jim and Bill. Da, 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 at mail.com. <laughs> yes, and uh, if you do that, uh, you might want to say uh, where you're where you're sending your email from, so we get an idea of uh, where our listeners are and around the world, because we have them all over the place. We have them in Japan, Brazil, 
uh, Germany. We have them in Russia. I mean, they're everywhere. I, 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 Russia. I'm, I'm amazed. These are, a lot of these countries don't speak English as their first language, but they listen to our show. Maybe it's just they like the tenor of your voice. Maybe what they like is to hear you say, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>